You're listening to Rebel Radio. Do dope shit. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Radio. I am your host, Michael Patella, owner and founder of Common, and I am here today to wish you a happy new year. This is the first episode of 2022. I can't believe it's uh, it's it's 2022. It's crazy. I feel like it was 2010 not too long ago. Um, so I hope you guys had a great holiday, um, great Christmas, great New Year, whatever holiday you celebrate. I hope it was great with family, food, fun, and of course, family drama. What's holidays without family drama? Um, but now it's time to kick it in high gear and get your fitness and health in check. I think now more than ever, people understand that um, fitness is very important. Health is very important. And even learning how to manage your lifestyle to reduce this anxiety, to reduce this stress that we've been burdening for two fucking years. And if you're in Canada, more specifically Ontario, our new year didn't start quite as we hoped. We thought we were going to get into the the normalcy of life again, but these fucking governments, they just love putting their foot down and squashing us because that's what they do best. They do nothing for um, our security. They do nothing for our health. They just make all these fucking policies without without any fucking inkling of it. I mean, at least in my in my views, it seems like they are run by a bunch of fucking three year olds. I, I I don't know, man. Like I just feel like all these quote unquote experts they can't figure shit out. Anyways, I'm, I'm I digress because I'm gonna start getting in trouble by talking bullshit about this stuff. But um, I think I think most people have had enough with what's happening. Especially when governments say one thing and then they take it back. And I think it was Russell Brand that was saying this. I remember this is a while back. It's like he had he had a bit about, you know, like politicians know that we know that they know that they're lying to us. Yet we still play this fucking game of listening to people on a camera and it just seems bonkers to me that we are still listening to people on a camera, on TV, on with a suit, with a back set, just because they're on national television, because they're wearing a suit, and because they are considered, quote-unquote, an expert. Like, it just seems so, um, like, premeditated, and of course they're going to say the things that we want to hear because they're on camera and they're being recorded. Like, it just... I don't know. There's got to be a better way. I don't have any solutions. I'm just ranting here because I'm pretty peeved with what's going on, as are you. I imagine most of you that are listening in aren't in favor of lockdowns, aren't in favor with what's going on. And if you are in favor, I don't I don't know what to say to you. You need to fucking wake up a little bit. But I digress. We're going to get into uh, today's episode. Let's get into um, things that I think are going to be um, blowing up in the new year. So I'm going to give you some fitness trends and my thoughts around that and where I think people are going to head with their health and fitness. And I'm also going to help you guys set yourself up for success for 2022 if your goal is to get the best gains possible. And when I say gains, I mean change your body composition. So like looking different in the mirror, building some muscle mass, building some strength, being able to do your pull-ups and your push-ups and just having a perf- a, a, a well-performing uh, physical body that um, that makes you feel great, right? So not only physically, but also mentally is, is obviously part of that as well. And we're just going to shoot the shit for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depends how, how, 
how much I want to talk today. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So let's talk about some fitness trends that I've been sort of thinking about in the last couple of weeks as to like what's going to start evolving in 2022. And I think what's going to, so, so first trend number one, you know, I, I wrote some, some notes down here. I think what you're going to start noticing more is more of a personalized coaching experience. Um, for, for the longest time, probably since the rise of CrossFit and, and of course boot camps have been before then and there's been a lot of like functional fitness type style of, of, of programs and facilities. I think those are still going to stay, especially the ones that are corporate owned, the ones that are chains like the F45s, the, the Orange Theories. Th- those are going to stay because people just enjoy the entertainment based fitness. But what I also expect is that people are going to gravitate more towards personalized coaching. Now, um, this could be in like a private uh, in-person setting. So like the classical personal training um, model, which is, hey, come into a gym. I will personal train you, whether it's in a group setting or in in a, in a one-on-one setting. But I think we're going to see more of the personalized coaching remotely. So, you know, even here at Common, we have our remote coaching um, service, which allows us to train anyone around the world globally, as long as you're willing to put some work in. But this is where people are going to start shifting into um, hiring a coach to help them with their specific needs, goals, wants, desires, and, and, and all that. And what's nice about the remote coaching is that you still get that personalized one-on-one feedback and that that personalized touch and that experience without breaking the bank you know and while some of you are aren't working because maybe you're you work at a restaurant and the restaurants are shut down or maybe you know you've been laid off because your your employer can't can't pay you with what's been going on so so i think it's a nice way of not breaking the bank uh, typically a lot of these remote coaching services that are personalized range anywhere between $200 all the way up to 500. I know there's some that are a little bit more expensive, but they're in the ballpark of two to $500 that, that, that are, that is pretty good for what you're getting. You know, um, if you look at the in-person, uh, personal training model, you know, like you're looking at, you know, $80 $80 a session, $100 a session and like you know even like my rates are upwards of 125 a session. So, you know, you're 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 paying for my time, you're paying for my expertise and you're paying for me then and there. Um whereas with the remote coaching, you have the freedom now to work out at your own pace, work out at your own schedule and you now you have this coach on your side that you ha- that you can ask for advice, ask for feedback. Um typically what happens with these remote coaching services is that at least for for here at Common is you know, we, we go through the initial intake, we go through a proper assessment, and we make sure that we understand uh, what your injury history is, what your exercise history is, um, what type of goals you want, uh, what limitations you have. Um, and then we also see like, you know, where you want to go with your fitness and, and how we can bridge between your history plus where you want to be. We sort of bridge that gap and we set the framework, we set the plan to make sure that it fits your lifestyle, it fits your needs. Um, and then we have the weekly check-ins and, and typically what I do with my remote clients is, um, like those that do really well with me are the ones that show up and check in themselves. So they're the ones that are asking for feedback on a daily basis. Like they're the ones that are reaching out the most. If I have to wait for you to reach out and do your check-ins, chances are you're not, um, 
you're not into it, you're not invested. Um, you know, obviously I do my due diligence and I make sure that, Hey, like what's up, you haven't checked in today. What's going on? Like, like as a coach and if you're a trainer and you're getting into the remote coaching system, um, please be aware that it is your job. It is your duty to make sure that you are on top of things. You can't just wait for the client to, to check in because some days, you know, and this is where there's an art to coaching people in person, but more so online is that we, you have to understand that people have hangups with their fitness. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's fearful. You know, we, we, we have these mental blocks that don't allow us to do things that we deem scary in our mind, right? Like if I look at it from my standpoint, um, if I, so like my hang up in business, for instance, is uh, bookkeeping and accounting. I am terrified by numbers. And when I'm terrified by that, I tend not to do the things that I need to do or that my accountant tells me to do because of fear of whatever, whether it's a hang up, whether it's, I just don't like it. Maybe I don't understand it, but it comes down to like, it's actually a pretty easy thing to do. I just have this mental hang up as to why I don't do it. Same thing with fitness. We have to understand that people that have never really succeeded with fitness have these mental hangups that, um, that they have. And sometimes they don't do a check-in, not because they're lazy, not because they're not hard workers, not because uh, they don't want to. It's because they have this roadblock that isn't allowing them to break free from that. And this is where the personalized touch can really impact somebody's um, belief systems, right? Like it is my job as a coach as well to make sure that they're comfortable and confident with 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 what I have uh, planned for them and that they feel comfortable and trust me enough to dialogue if there's something that's going on. So I think this personalized remote coaching service is going to be blowing up more so in 2022. It's been around for a couple of years, if not longer. I know a lot of people have been doing it for, you know, five, six years. But I think now people that um, either they're working from home or they're, um, they they probably, you know, purchased a, a home gym. I think now they're looking like, hey, like, I have all this equipment, but I don't really know how to use it. And I don't know even what to do with this equipment to make sure that I can get towards my goals. So uh, people are going to start investing into their, their personalized coaching experience because um, it, it has a big impact, a big impact in, in, in one's self-esteem, success, results, all of that stuff. So that's kind of like trend number one is remote coaching and personalized online services. Um, I think another um, um, trend that is going to continue on, this is, has been shown for the last couple of years, is you're still going to be seeing, um, you know, these these um, these uh, low cost membership type of programs like your Peloton. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that. So I, I just saw uh, the other day this one um, um, fitness equipment called Tonal. Um, actually, I saw it because uh, uh, LeBron James was promoting it on. Um, I saw it on on Facebook, I think, and it was some commercial, and he was using Tonal. Not that he uses it for his own training, but they're probably paying him a ton of money, so he's endorsing it, and people are like, "Wow, LeBron James uses this. I'm going to buy it so I can look like him." Which you're not going to look like a six foot five black dude that can play basketball like a stud. So anyways, uh, but Tonal is kind of cool. It, it, it has this, so it's, I believe it's wall mounted, um, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's on the stand, but it looks like what you would, like a, like a cable machine, right? So like you can do like your traditional cable flies, your, your cable pull downs. It's got like a bunch of other stuff that you can do. And it's got a screen that looks really cool. And it'll give you a bunch of 
I assume it'll give you exercises and all that kind of stuff, but um, it's got a membership to it so that you can do your strength workouts. Now, like, would I use that? Probably not, but like there is a market. There's obviously a market because otherwise they wouldn't do it and they wouldn't be selling it. Um, there, there is a market for these low-cost membership type programs that gives you a piece of equipment plus a workout membership. I think people... Um, need to be distracted or want to be distracted for the most part with what they're doing because they hate doing a bunch of work and and doing work that isn't meaningful to you you need to be distracted right like if you have no idea why you're doing it other than just i need to do this or you know the marketing was so was so nice that you know i want to look like the person that that was modeling this 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 piece of equipment you're going to need to be distracted, whether it's through instructors on an app or just this cool, fancy piece of equipment that that I think um, kind of looks flashy. Now, do people use it long term? I, I assume there are people that use it long term, but for the most most people that buy that kind of stuff, it kind of ends up being a um, a clothes hanger because they they realize how difficult it is to get some type of result. But I still think people uh, are going to want that because. You know, as gyms keep locking down, especially here in Canada, as people are building their home gyms, they're probably going to want to spend more time at home with their family, especially with kids being at home, uh, being schooled with their online schooling. Um, people won't have time to always go to um, the gym and commute 20 minutes back and forth to the gym and, and do their workouts there. So I think there's still going to be a big trend for these these low cost membership programs that are done by these like big companies that have a lot of marketing dollars. They put a lot of investment on the flashiness and the entertainment based of it because people need to be entertained, I think, for, for that. Um, at least at least for those type of people that, that like that. Um, an, another area that I see um, also sort of booming, and this has been, I mean, seen for the last, you know, probably decade, I would imagine, like, but I think more so now, especially for a certain demographic, those that have the a more of like um uh you know maybe you don't have any kids or maybe you're single and you just need a a vibe that fits your lifestyle so so the the, the trend that I see becoming a little bit more um um available for people is or people are going to seek is this niche market or this niche uh facility that caters to a small membership it's very private it's exclusive it's not too busy and i think people are getting away from the big box health clubs or at least um as they keep shutting down through lockdowns and all this government shit i think people are going to seek those smaller locations that that really support them in their health and fitness journey you know i think a lot of people are going to move away from these big box chains and and really support local because with, with with these pandemics and, and with these lockdowns, um, people are suffering, right? I think small businesses that are local are suffering. And I think people have a, a, a helping heart to get these businesses thriving and, and, and going. And from a niche standpoint, like, so for example, Common, right? Here at Common, we are a niche strength facility. We are a strength conditioning facility that caters to a specific demographic. Um, you know, you, you need to understand how to use barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, the free weight type of training. If you expect to walk in here to see a sea of, of, um, uh, of treadmills and um, stair masters and a bunch of machines and you're not going to see that here. And somebody that comes from a big box health club that only knows the treadmill and walks into my facility, they're going to probably assume, man, like this gym is pretty empty. There's just a bunch of 
open space, a few benches, a ton of barbells and plates and steel, but there's not much else. And somebody else might walk in who is a strength athlete and be like, holy shit, this is like the, the, the greatest facility ever for, you know, my powerlifting or for my um, Olympic lifting or just for like my bodybuilding if you're into free weights. So there, there's, there's definitely a, a niche market for that. Just as if there, um, just as as there is a niche for maybe um, like a boot camp style functional fitness facility where it's more open space with little equipment, but it's more like body weight training. People want to see um, a little bit more niche market because we've kind of seen it in the last ten years, right? With the rise of the CrossFit, like the CrossFit box, all these little uh, niche uh, boutique sort of um, functional fitness studios. Like people still like to support local and like to see more of that kind of member community. And what's nice about, you know, I, I can only speak from here at Common. I might be a little bit biased, but we're, we're, we've, we've uh, kind of built this um, hybrid community. We have this online community, of, you know, of rebels. And we also have this in-person community of rebels and we can coexist. It's that hybrid model. For example... We have our general membership here at Common that gives you 24-7 access with keyless entry um, and you can come in anytime you'd like to do your own workouts. But we also have the hybrid model where it's like, hey, if you need a, a, a program to follow, we have our Rebel Series. So you have this sort of in-person online experience where you do the Rebel Series online and you have the coaching touch points. Plus you also have um, the 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 gym access so that you can do these workouts in. So it's kind of a, a cool little hybrid market that I think is only going to flourish in the next couple of years. You might see a lot more facilities like mine open up um, because, you know, people still like that in-person touch, but they also understand that, hey, maybe, like, there's some cool online programs that I can do, whether it's our Rebel Series or even ones that they find online. Like, like we don't discriminate here. It's like if you if you vibe with a program, do it because the more you vibe with it, the better you're going to get results with it. You know, so I think trend number two is going to be um, niche markets, uh, niche facilities that 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 are going to be blowing up. Um, uh, another market that I think is going to be big, and I've been dabbling with this. I've been doing a little bit of research, um, and and I have I've, I've read just little about it, but it's going to be like this metaverse fitness and. Um, I've been reading up on on a bunch of different metaverses, and I think right now there's about like four or five metaverses that are sort of kind of booming. And and like this took me a while to figure out because this whole NFT and um, metaverse thing, I have I have some opinions on it, which I'll probably share with you on this podcast. Um, but I, I, but the more I research it, the more I'm like, hey, there's a market for fitness in the metaverse. And and this whole NFT. So so for NFTs, uh, and again, like I'm I'm I've only started dabbling in this stuff, and I've been trying to read up on it more. But uh, for those of you that don't know, an NFT uh, means non fungible NFT, non fungible token. And the, the from what I can gather, the word fungible means that. Um, so so like the the example that I've gotten was. Uh, if I have a $5 bill and you have a $5 bill and we exchange that, it's the same value. It's fungible, I believe. That's the way it works. A non-fungible um, token or item is like the one of a kind. So the way I've, I've looked at it was like the the Mona Lisa, that the, the real painting, the original painting of the Mona Lisa. <coughs> Excuse me. 
that is non-fungible because it's, it's the only one and it holds its value. If you have multiple prints of that Mona Lisa, they might cost 50 bucks. I don't know what they cost, but it's not the original um, piece. And so there's this, the, the cool thing about NFTs and even just any like, um, like marketing or, or anything that, that, that is for sale, a lot of it is just based off of human emotion. It's that human greed, human emotion, that fear of missing out. Uh, humans want to be the first for everything. You know, like we all know that friend that needs to know the news first because they feel like they're they're in this higher status because they, they knew it first. Or um, somebody that has an original painting by a certain um, artist. It's like it, it's this... It's this want and need to be first, I think, that is driving this NFT craze. But hey, like, it's just human psychology. And, and I think, or or just like if if Kanye West buys this NFT, then it skyrockets and it, and it becomes this multi-million dollar NFT. Because it's this, it, it it's, it's driven by social fear of missing out and the social psychology behavior that, listen, like, like, like we're still monkeys with cell phones, uh, you know, on this planet that, that we still haven't evolved beyond you know our primitive um minds so i think this nft thing is is going to be big but going back to the metaverse now this metaverse so like here's my truest opinion about the metaverse i think it's completely dumb because we are entering an age of society where nobody wants to work hard anymore for the life that they want to live nobody wants to put in effort nobody wants to um, do the shitty stuff nobody wants to put in the long hours and make the money and create their freedom so they can live this great life that they've always dreamt of so instead of doing that they're gonna go into this metaverse and create a simulation of what they want. And so they're going to be these, these people that create all this crazy fantasy life in the metaverse. They're going to buy all this shit in the metaverse because they're too damn fucking lazy to do it in the real world. And this is, this is going to be an interesting new era of humans in the next 10 years, 20 years, I don't know, 50 years. Um, we, we're creating um, people that are dependent on simulation. And this is really cool in the sense of like we're like so for those of you that know me like I'm a big I love thinking about universe and all that stuff in the existence about like like where we came from and I remember watching a couple documentaries about like um, about simulations and how um, all of the math and all of the the data um, in in some of these theories show that we are currently living in a simulation. Um, don't ask me how and why this. I've I watched a few documentaries on this and, and, and scientists were sort of debating all this stuff, but everything has led to believe that we are um, living in this very high capacity simulation where things appear like reality, but we're just being sort of uh, controlled by a simulation. Now, whatever, like take that with whatever you want, like whether it's real or not, I don't know, but I just, I, I think I get a rush thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, but so if we if we look at like the way the metaverse works, I think it's it's completely stupid from like a from like a personal opinion thing. Like, do I want to sit in my basement with these Oculus um, virtual reality um, goggles on and like live this simulated life? Probably not, because I like to touch and feel and and like feel deep connection with with people in real life. But then from a from a business standpoint or from a marketing standpoint, I'm like, man, like this metaverse can be really cool because now you can 
bridge the gap between um between like the online space and the physical space and I, I was talking to a friend about this the other day and and from what I can gather and what I've researched um so like you can purchase real estate in a metaverse okay and uh I know of a few metaverses right now I think there's like the sandbox is a metaverse and you can like buy real estate on there just like you would buy real estate um, in real life, right? Like if you want to buy a piece of land, you can you can purchase that. So same thing in the metaverse. And I guess what you do in the metaverse is they each each metaverse works within their own sort of Bitcoin or their own currency. And so what you would do is to purchase real estate in that metaverse, you would take your your Canadian dollars or your American or whatever your, your Euro dollars and um, and exchange that for the the currency in that metaverse and then you would purchase the land and on top of that land you could build a building or you can build something on that land and when people go into the metaverse they can walk on the streets and they can see your your building and your land and if you're a company and, I, and I've been thinking about this man and I'm like this is kind of really cool so so for example let's say I buy land in the sandbox and I construct this really cool looking gym and I and I call it common and I have all these cool graphics on there and people that that are in the metaverse with their goggles and shit um they're walking down the street and they say oh common what's that like and they walk in there now I can have this online metaverse store that either Maybe has them do some physical fitness. Uh, maybe they can purchase um, products on there, or maybe I create this hybrid online platform where it's like, hey, you know, for every workout you do at Common in the Metaverse, you get one token. And let's say um, after 30 tokens, you can get something else, or maybe that gives you a reward. And and so it's a very reward-based system. And this is probably where even like Peloton's gonna go, or these or these other um, fitness app programs. Like they're 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 gonna start evolving into the metaverse. And now we have this whole different niche market of nerds and geeks that otherwise wouldn't get exercise, wouldn't work on their mental health, and they would do exercise. Now I don't know the ins and outs of it per se. I know I know you have to code it in there. So this is where like hey, if there's anyone that is interested in helping me code. Um, into the metaverse, holler at me. Um, let's let's be friends. But like, this is a really interesting thing because as I evolve in in common and and building this business and brand, like, yes, we are a fitness brand and we're a lifestyle brand. But like, who knows in the next decade what we're gonna evolve into, right? Like, I'm I'm super interested and excited to see where common is gonna exist in the metaverse. Um, so that's gonna be like a really cool trend, and I'm sure like. I think Nike's gonna get into uh, Nike's in it. Like, like you're gonna see these big players in it automatically, and then we just have to figure out, like, hey, like, is it worth investing in one metaverse versus another? And I think time will tell which metaverse is gonna be the next big thing. But um, it, it's gonna be an interesting um, decade for sure, if not 50 years from now. Um, but but I think this stuff's happening quick. Um, and it's just going to get better and better and better from like a visual standpoint. So that's that's kind of like where I see fitness going. Um, you know, if I had missed anything, maybe you can leave a comment or let me know through DMs on my Instagram if if you think otherwise. Uh, this is just me shooting the shit, thinking off the top of my head what I think fitness will be in 2022. Um, you know, I think people are looking for 
results. At the end of the day, people want results and you have to define what results mean to you. So when I talk about results, what we help people do here at Common is we help people um, learn how to manage their lifestyle so they can actually get really great transformations in their body composition. And what I mean by that is, you know, build some muscle, burn some fat, gain some strength and learn how to perform um, like pull-ups, push-ups. I know a lot of you that listen in want to get your first pull-up. A lot of you want to, you know, do push-ups off the ground without using your knees. Like these are things that people want to achieve because it makes you feel empowered. So what we do here at Common is our programming revolves around um, getting people super strong, gaining some muscle, and then learning the lifestyle that's going to get them towards that physique that most people want in front of the mirror, right? We can all, we all know what we want to look like, but sometimes we're afraid to say it because we don't want to sound shallow. Now we don't like, now a lot of, a lot of the people that come to common don't want to be physique competitors. So people, you know, think that, you know, you have to be this ripped, shredded, you know, 3% body fat dude uh, to step on the stage. Like that's not what we really do. Like we're not a bodybuilding coach. Um, we are those, we are, we, our, our brand exists to help those that want to change the way they look to some capacity, right? Like does everybody want a six pack? No, but we, we all want to pack on some muscle and we want some definition in the legs and the arms and, and not just be, um, people want to look like they work out. Right. And, and, and when I, when I consult with people, the, 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 the same answer that I get often is I want to look like I work out. And when you when you think of what that means, it means that they want to have some definition in the arms, the shoulders. They want to be, um, you know, defined and, and fit looking, you know, and they want to lose some body fat with that. So, like, that's what we do here best. We help people learn that system. And I'm going to share that with you right now. And I made a post on my Instagram about this and it was your new year checklist and what you should think about if you're a person that wants to achieve the dopest results. And again, results are get your first pull up, you know, uh, get strong with your barbell lifts, build an athletic physique, right? Like we all know that physique that, that, that we want. So let's go through So, so there's six things that I have on this checklist and I'm going to kind of talk about them. Uh, the first one is prioritizing your big compound movements. Now, compound movements meaning you know multi joints, things that involve a lot of um, a lot of muscle, because that's where you're going to see a lot of your output from. And output, as I explained in my last episode, you want to produce as much output as possible if you're trying to stimulate um, muscle growth. Your muscle loves uh, tension; it loves to create muscular tension for growth, and the more output and compound movements you can get, that is a good foundation basis for not only your strength building, but also your muscle building. So things like deadlifting, squatting, uh, pressing, pulling, um, you know, a lot of unilateral work, like things that are, um, that, that have the ability to be loaded heavily. Now there is some debate as to is a deadlift the best to build your glutes? Is a barbell back squat, the best to build your quads. And the answer is going to be nuanced and complex for whichever individual we have. So on one hand, if we have somebody who is brand spanking new to fitness and who has never trained with weights before, 
the barbell squat isn't going to be their best friend to build their quads and their glutes because they don't have the skill requirements um, to support the output, right? The You're going to fatigue in your technique and your core. So I should say you're going to fatigue in your midsection and your ability to stabilize your spine before your quads and glutes can actually fatigue to elicit a hypertrophic uh, response. Now on the flip side, somebody who's been training for 10 plus years, understands uh, barbell lifts, their skill and technique is perfect. Yes, they can load that barbell squat pretty heavily to elicit a hypertrophic response. So what I would do in a beginner who's never touched free weights is I would use a squat pattern, whether it is a goblet squat, maybe a counter lever squat, or some variation of a squat to teach them the skill of squatting. And then I would put them on a leg press or a hack squat to load the muscles and to put that output to simulate muscle hypertrophy. So compound movements, meaning multi-joint big movements, whether it's on a machine or if it is free weights, do your compound movements. And I'll go a step further here. If you are a beginner, so let's say you are... Um, uh, going to the gym for the first time um, in a couple years or if you're a beginner in, in strength training, you want to sort of start transforming your, your physique and you want to get in better shape. Start with machines. They're going to be your best friend in teaching you how to create tension with your body. It's going to keep you safe. It'll allow you to explore which angle of the machine works best for you, which machine, because there's going to be multiple machines that that are going to uh, hit the same muscle group, but some are going to be uh, better positioned for your um, for your body. So just explore with that. Learn how it is to push yourself in a, in a safe, controlled um, environment in this machine. And then as you dabble into your, 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 your training, then you can start to explore more free weight training. But th- free weights probably won't be your best friend in the beginning because you're you're not going to have the skill and the technique to um to to, to really put that output forth um so so re- really make sure that uh compound movements in machines um are done first okay so that's kind of like step 1 uh the second thing i would i would um um introduce is increase the intensity of your workouts what i mean by that is not necessarily what you would consider like high intensity interval training don't just um, expend energy for the sake of expending en- energy. Think of like, so like when you're loading these compound movements, increase the fucking intensity. Don't half acid, especially if you're doing a leg press, if you're doing a lap pull down, if you're doing um, a chest press machine, because you are externally stabilized, meaning you have a bench or the machine is helping you to stabilize you can increase the intensity of that uh, of that exercise by loading it correctly and by going near failure right and and if you're a beginner starting this maybe take a month or two to like just learn what it feels like to 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 push some weight you know in 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 these machines and you don't maybe have to load it so heavy you know like maybe you feel some soreness you might want to get rid of like the, the the doms which is a delayed onset muscle soreness that comes from not being active for so long so like you know your first couple weeks of workouts you might be really sore so get through that first but then once you understand how to push yourself and as you and as you gain the capacity start increasing the intensity of these workouts because raising the intensity through output is where you're going to expend a lot of energy 
and you're also going to stimulate uh, some pretty good muscle growth, right? So like, don't be afraid to send it as we say in the industry. So like sending it, meaning like go hard because you're not fragile. Don't worry about, about what the, um, you know, nerd says on, on the internet about, Hey, you shouldn't lift heavy because you're going to hurt yourself. Like you're not fragile as long as you're, you're doing things within a safety protocol and you're not doing anything stupid in the gym. Um, like load it, go for it, like increase that intensity. You're going to see a lot of return on an investment from that. Um, the third thing is, in, in my opinion, and it's what I always tell a lot of people is like, stop wasting your energy on all this high intensity interval training. And one thing that I think people need to get out of, um, especially in, in 2022, like let's be a little more smarter in our approach to fitness. You don't always have to be exhausted and fatigued and sweating to get a good workout. If your goal is to um, build some solid strength, build some good muscle so you can actually be defined. Um, if your goal is to perform your first pull-up or do some really good push-ups, stop wasting energy on high-intensity circuits. You know, and things like, um, you know, those dumb circuits that involve battle ropes and all these fucking burpees and all this like you're just doing cardio at that point and yes cardio is going to be good for heart health but there's way better ways to do your cardio than fucking burpees and battle ropes and like can we just get rid of battle ropes here here's a rant can we just stop these fucking battle ropes i don't know why people still do battle ropes because like Maybe you saw it on an Under Armour or Nike commercial, but like athletes don't do battle ropes. They're just trying to sell you t-shirts and shoes and stuff. But like battle ropes to me are the dumbest equipment ever. And like, yes, hey, if you're a home gym and you don't have enough money for equipment and you need a quick fix, yeah, buy a battle rope because that can take care of some cardio needs. But if you're in a gym that has actual cardio equipment, that has things like uh, air assault bikes or uh, treadmills or whatever it is, do that instead of a fucking battle rope. Yes, it burns your arms, but you're probably not putting enough output to, to elicit any response to your cardiovascular system, nor can you sustain that for longer than, I don't know, a minute, two minutes, three minutes, I don't know. Like, I'm just so tired of seeing people with their fucking battle ropes, but again, maybe it's flashy and it sells, and maybe I'm wrong, so whatever. But anyways, but like these high-intensity training sessions or kind of redundant and pointless if your goal is to change your body composition because you're not really building muscle, you're just doing cardio. And if you're doing four or five days a week of that type of training, you're not working towards your goal of building muscle and, and building strength. Now, if your goal is just to be entertained and you wanna get somewhat healthy and maybe drop a pant size, yeah, do that shit. But like, I don't know, maybe don't, it's kind of boring. Not boring. I don't know. I, I I hate it. I hate it. But if it makes you uh, active, go for it. But I'm here to get people um, strong and fit and, and looking a certain way. So like prioritize strength training, not just fun workouts. Yeah, you can introduce fun workouts here and there to keep it uh, novel and so that way you, you kind of stay motivated. But if all you're doing is quote unquote fun activities because it looks cool for the gram or because you saw your your favorite influencer do these workouts like it's 2022 let's get with the program stop doing that shit and and find a program that you can um pro pro progress with things that you can increase the load on things that you can see yourself improving on 
that's how you're going to get the physique that you've always wanted. The fourth thing that we're going to talk about is prioritize protein in your meals. Okay. Now this is something that I also spoke about in my last uh, episode on the podcast and it's still, it boggles my mind that people still don't eat enough protein. And, and I'll be the first to admit that it's difficult to to eat adequate protein because it's just so tedious. It's not as tasty as carbs are. Um, and it requires some effort to, to seek out the protein. But if you're looking to um, gain strength, build some muscle, and recover optimally so that you can perform the next day and the day after that and, and, and make progress with your gains... Protein is going to be your best friend, and and I advocate one gram per pound of body weight because it's it's going to sustain not only your your immune function and your enzyme, all that stuff. It, it's and your hair, like your hair, your 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 like everything in your body requires some type of amino acid, which is the uh, building block of protein. And once your body has enough building blocks to do the necessary processes in our body that are required for for survival. Then it can take the rest of the protein and 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 help um, the recovery process of your muscles, your strength gains, as well as building your muscle, right? And we always say a gram um, per pound of body weight or lean body weight for those that are within a lean body mass range, right? So like if you're 400 pounds, you're not going to consume 400 grams of protein. That's kind of silly. That's that's kind of like overkill. So you would sort of estimate what your lean body mass is if you don't have access to a DEXA scan or or some type of high-level um, body mass, fat mass index. So get your protein in because it's going to help you build muscle. It's going to continuously provide your body with enough to elicit protein synthesis, which is how we build muscle. Um, and it's also going to keep you satiated. A lot of times, people are extra hungry when they start working out, especially in the beginning of their workouts. When they, when they're when they're a month in, they're like, "Mike, I can't believe how hungry I am. I don't know what to eat." Fill up on protein. You're gonna feel a lot more satisfied, and you won't be craving all the other shit that is gonna negatively influence your body composition. So, protein is a must. Um, I don't care if your goal is fat loss. I don't care if your goal is strength gains or muscle building. Get your protein in uh, because it'll keep your body. Um, well recovered and it's going to build the gains that, that you want. Um, number five. So this one here, the uh, make sleep your number one recovery tool. And and I say recovery tool because so many people will spend hours on a foam roller. They'll spend, you know, money on a massage gun and they'll just like fucking massage all of their fucking muscles because they think that is the best recovery. And while foam rolling and massage guns and Theraguns have their place and, and they might make you feel good and, and they're a transient um, effect, meaning they will um, make you feel good for about an hour or so and then that tightness comes back. And you cannot replace your sleep with massage guns and foam rollers. If you want to build muscle, get your sleep. If you want to burn fat, get your sleep. If you want to get healthy, get your sleep. If you want to reduce your anxiety and your stress from just daily living, get adequate sleep. Um, you know, I think people don't understand the valuable nature of sleep. And I'm going to say it again, get eight hours. And if you, if you're, if you're somebody that who just can't sleep and doesn't have a good, um, sleep hygiene, I think that's what you call it a sleep hygiene. Um, 
maybe it's time to seek some type of um, help with your sleep, whether it is going through a bedtime ritual or maybe reducing your caffeine intake um, you know, earlier in the day, like find find ways to manage and cope with your stress so that you can sleep, right? So find find what works best for you, um, and and really prioritize that because that's how you're gonna make the best um, um, leap and bounds in in terms of your 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 gains in the gym. Um, now the last um, point on this checklist is gonna be if your goal is to pack on muscle. If your goal is to build strength, you're going to need to eat in order to build muscle. And 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 I feel like people still don't understand this. Like, um, you know, you can take all the BCAAs you, you want. You can take all the protein supplements you want. You can take all the pre-workouts. You can do the best program in the world. But unless you're fueling your body and feeding it in a surplus of calories, you probably won't be building that much muscle. Um, you know, and people still think you need, like, you can still build muscle in a deficit. Like, the influencer that is completely shredded to the gills, and they're doing all this like high intensity shit on on the gram to 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 capture an audience, and you know they're telling you this is what they do when they're on a deficit and they're still building muscle and they're staying lean. Chances are they're probably on some type of performance enhancing drug. And they don't say that because the way they sell themselves is through saying, hey, my programs work. Look at me. And some do it well. Some do it right. Right. Some people do it honestly. Uh, But the vast majority of people just want to make money, especially when it comes to the online, because you really can't like if you have somebody that has like, you know, like close to a million followers, they probably don't care about the actual individual because they they, they don't have that relationship with them. So they're probably going to do some shady shit to sell um, and make money. Right. So. Um, just because the influencer that you watch online is completely shredded and states that they're on a deficit and they're all natty, chances are they're not they're not giving you the honest truth, right? So if your goal is to pack on muscle, and you and this is like over course of a year, right? So I want you to switch your mindset into um, thinking about your strength and muscle building. Um, gains as a year, two years, three years, the more you do it, the more it compounds. And we have to get away from this mentality of uh, four week challenges, six weeks to the best body and all this like garbage that is spewed on the internet because like, yes, you can make strength gains in six weeks in a, in a well periodized program, but you're not going to make the changes that you're going to want from a body composition standpoint. And, and I'm going to leave you with this in, in kind of summing this all up. I want you to think about, um, you know, uh, someone or maybe it's this is yourself. I'm just going to kind of paint a picture where it's like you 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 have no muscle definition. You're, you're, you're what you would consider like skinny fat. You know, like you're not you're not overweight, but you're also not skinny and you don't really have that much muscle tone. And you you would like to to start um you know, training or getting involved with some type of fitness program so that you can change the way you look. It's not the only thing that's important to you, but it's one of the things that makes you feel good. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. So let's say you want to get into fitness and you want to start getting more definition in your arms. You want your legs to be shaped. Uh, Maybe you also have, um, you know, like you want to burn some body fat so you look good and um, uh, you you want to do some pull-ups. 
and, and you want to gain some strength and all that kind of stuff, you know, you, you're going to have to do things that are going to stimulate that type of response in your body. And what most people gravitate towards, and, and maybe this is the marketing aspect of fitness and, and all that people see is like the orange theories, the F45s, the the high intensity type facilities that do a bunch of cardio-based workouts, right? Even though there's some weights involved in these sessions, the majority of these sessions end up being more of a cardiovascular endurance program because there's not enough stimulus to the muscle to to, to grow the muscle. So you, you go to a uh, functional fitness facility, you get into their program, uh, they may have like a six-week challenge and they put you on a meal plan and you know, you do it religiously. You do it, you know, six days a week. You're there for six weeks, and you probably drop a few pounds. Like you probably drop a pant size, and like you're like, wow, like I, I I've dropped some weight. And for many people, that's probably all they need. It's probably all they want is they want, you know, to just, um, you know, feel better about themselves. They want to drop some weight. They want to fit into the old jeans that they've had, and maybe that's enough. But for the person that went there to gain muscle and 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 gain some definition and. Um, you know, burn some body fat, but also look like they work out. What tends to happen is you might drop some weight, but you haven't really, um, you don't really look any different from a muscle definition standpoint. Yes, you're, you might be skinnier, you, you've dropped some body fat, but you don't look like you work out. And so what what needs to happen there to, to look like you work out is you need to um, build enough muscle so that when you do burn the fat, you, you actually have muscle to reveal and the muscle is there to show the definition. But if you start a fitness program and you haven't really gone through a muscle building phase, you're not really building muscle. Therefore, when you do drop body fat, you're just dropping body fat and not really revealing any muscle definition. So... When I work with people that come from that type of fitness background and they've done a lot of like boot camps or uh, high intensity training uh, classes or um, you know like cardio pump that kind of stuff classes, I the part of the education is saying, hey, we need to now spend quite a bit of time building muscle, and we do that through progressively overloading um, the muscle through compound movements, through prioritizing your protein consumption, you might have to raise your calories a bit because so many people are in this constant chronic um, diet phase. Everybody is so eager to burn fat and look good and, 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 do all, and, and get shredded that they're in this perpetual state of diet mode. And they've been in diet mode for like five, six, 10 years. And that could be detrimental to your results to your health to your mental state like even just thinking about your mental health like if you're constantly obsessed about looking skinny you're not going to be happy whereas now if i can take somebody male or female this also happens in males guys like i'm also talking to you if i can take somebody who's in this perpetual state and this perpetual anxiety of wanting to always lose fat and look good because their self-worth is tied to the way they look Part of my service and part of what I love to do is the is to educate my clients and my members on how to do this properly. And sometimes it's not what they want to hear. It's not the, hey, I'll get you shredded in four weeks. It's, hey, man, like 
let's let's take the next year or two to really develop your skills in training. Let's develop your habits with your lifestyle. Let's teach you how to strength train properly so that you can finally get the results you want. And that's all I aim to do through my podcast, through my social media, through when I work with my clients is let's finally get you to do the things that you've always dreamt of doing. Because obviously, some of the fitness industry is failing us from from a from from where I'm coming from, right? The, the fitness industry as a whole, I think, is doing a tremendous job in creating healthy habits or getting people active, right? Like we need to get people active and 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 the orange theories and all these programs do that. But we're in 2022 and let's start approaching fitness in a different mindset because the orange theories are always going to be there, right? And 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 I welcome them all the time, but let's start adopting a different way of thinking about fitness so that you don't have to kill yourself every single day to burn a thousand calories to to make sure that you're sweating enough so that you can drop body fat and or or water weight at that point like there is a different way and for those of you that are looking for exactly what i um explained in this podcast come at me hit me up like i am here to help you i will do my best to help you um all i ask in return is that you put your best foot forward and you give me that same 110% that I'm going to give you. This is a two-way street. This isn't, hey, Mike is going to give me a program and he's going to do the work for me. Is I will give you the program. I'll give you the plan. I'll give you the support. I'll give you the knowledge, the experience, all that stuff. I'll give you all of that. As long as you're able to come in motivated, uh, come in with a uh, open mind to learn a new system, um, to, to be willing to put in effort and work and work on yourself, like that is going to be more empowering to you for the rest of your life. And this is how we create meaningful pursuits. We we are here. We are here common to help you live life to the fullest and create meaningful pursuits. Maybe you already have a meaningful pursuit or two. Maybe your meaningful pursuit is to be the best damn father or mother in the world. And maybe this fitness and and creating these healthy habits and boundaries with yourself are going to help you become a better version of yourself. Maybe you own a business and you're just fucking stressed beyond belief and you just can't cope and your sleep is shit. Maybe you need to adopt some type of fitness. Maybe you don't have the capacity to work out four or five days a week, but maybe you can do it once or twice. And maybe if we do one or twice, two workouts a week with a specific plan and program to get your results quicker than if you half-assed five days a week, then maybe that's what you need. So... um I'm not going to keep rambling on because I can talk about this all day. Again, it is 2022. Let's let's kick off this new year the right way. Let's fucking kill this, guys. If you need my help, I am here. You can catch us on Instagram, common underscore original, uh, C-O-M-M-X-N underscore original. You can check us out on um, on, on our website, www.common.com. Again, common is spelled C-O-M-M-X-N. Um, and you can also check out our Rebel series. So this podcast, obviously, I have to talk to you about our services. Um, let's talk about the Rebel series. Now, the Rebel series is a online coaching platform where you get an online uh, program that is delivered straight to your smart th- uh, smartphone through our app. 
And it also gives you access to coaching calls with me in real time. So most online programs, it's a one and done. You either buy it for a three month program, you do it on yourself and, and then you know you get no coaching from it. Some uh, membership coaching platforms don't really give you much coaching experience with that. But if you're going to do my programming and I'm the one that does all the programs and it's more of a strength-based program where it's six days a week where we do two upper body strength, two lower body strength. It's meant for those that want to get really strong in their deadlift, their squat, their bench press. We also uh, have the accessories that are more bodybuilding-esque, I'm going to call it, where we get you um, building and packing on some good muscle. We introduce some smart conditioning in there to make sure that we can create some heart health. We can create some work capacity so you can uh, perform better in your training. And we increase your fitness. When we increase your fitness or your capacity to do more, we also increase your output. When you increase your output, you can build more muscle. You can increase a better uh, endurance state. There, there's, there's a lot that can be benefited from this program. And this program is meant for those that understand fitness from um, you know, from a strength training perspective. So I would consider this more of an intermediate-based program. So you know, if you know how to already deadlift and squat, but you still need some tweaks here and there, this program is for you and you get weekly phone check-ins with me, whether it's via Zoom or on the phone or in person if you're local here in Windsor. You get weekly check-ins with me so that we can make sure that this program fits your needs. Yes, it's a general program template, but what makes this unique is that you get access to me on a daily basis if you'd like to DM me and text me, but we can sit down for a half hour every week and we can make sure that uh, you're covering all your bases from your lifestyle needs, from your recovery needs, as well as your training. And so like, let's say you're doing uh, your barbell squat for the week and you're unsure if your form is good or if you just need me to critique you um, on a weekly basis, you can video yourself, you send me the video, I'll take a look at it. If there's anything that needs to be adjusted, we work through that in our weekly calls. So there's a very interactive online program. And the best thing about this guys and gals it is $35 bi-weekly, it's 70 bucks a month, and that is probably the best deal of a deal that you could get um, for for like really hands-on coaching in an online hybrid experience. So uh, check out our Rebel series, you can go on our website, common.com, you can even click the link in my bio um, on Instagram, and you can sign up for our Rebel series. You can cancel anytime. There's no long-term commitments. There's no long-term contracts. Uh, it is my job to keep you on for as long as I can because that's my job and I wanna make sure that you get the best results possible. Only Rebels, let's fucking go. Um, it is time to take your fitness and your health in your own hands. Um, so I appreciate everyone that listened to this podcast. Love you guys. Uh, as always, much love. Keep raging. Peace.